Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. This is American Submitter and I'm Imran Ali Malik. So this is the fourth episode. And when I started this podcast three years ago, I wanted to represent Islam through its stories. So now, three years later, after an intense period of study and traversing along the path, beautiful companionship with teachers and friends and mentors, I decided that maybe the best thing I can do is represent my own story. And to do it from a place that's not so self-conscious. So the format of the show is that it will happen in real time. Every week, I have one week to come up with an idea and execute it. On Fridays, I put out an episode, whether it's good, whether it's bad, it just has to be done. And maybe then, some beauty will come out of it. I'm very aware of the fact that the first three episodes do not feature many female voices, if any. And I realized that if this show is really about me and my journey as a Muslim and as a father and as a human being in America, in this time and in this place, then there's no getting around the fact that most of my companions and most of the teachers that I have are males. But that doesn't mean that there aren't females in my life. It's just that the females in my life are private, yet there's so much to learn from them. Uh, so this episode, I wanted to peel back the layer of that privacy and bring you into my home. That's my two-year-old. And that's her that caretaker, Carrie. Exciting. Is that fun? I was finishing up a very challenging degree, and my wife was working as a resident physician. And Carrie stepped in, and has become a part of our family. Today would be a great day to go to this park, um, not too far away where there's like a edible garden and encourage kids to come eat there and there might be some ripe strawberries right now Carrie is extremely uh, intelligent and, and thoughtful in her approach and she has this way of looking at children and trying to meet them where they are sometimes when we're driving Sophia will ask to listen to like kid sheets or something but I usually don't prompt her with that. I kind of usually just let her ask me. I think this is like kind of a good time for her to just be in her thoughts and reflect on like what she sees around her. And right now she's like, she is looking around. She's experiencing the wind in her hair. Um, I'm not sure what she's thinking about, but um, you know, she's kind of just, she knows that we're going on an adventure. She's kind of waiting for like, what is it going to be? What are all these trucks doing here, huh? What are they The relationship between Sophia and Kiki is something that is so special. But reflecting on how it came to be is just amazing. And I'm going to have to let my wife tell that story. We, when I was starting ophthalmology residency, I felt that Sophia was at an age where she needed a lot more guidance or interaction. She was no longer just in need of sort of somebody taking care of the physical things. She 
the feeding and the diaper changes and the nap times, you know, now, now she, her mind is becoming a little more complex and she needs more complex care. And, um, we actually reached out to a nanny service with the hope that they would link us up with somebody who is dynamic and, um, thoughtful and, um, you know, wouldn't just view Sophia as a list, a list of tasks. Like, okay, these are the to-dos that this girl needs in order to survive the day or like get through the day. But actually like, let's take each of those things and make it something that she learns about something, um, that like broadens her mind. Like, I know you don't like to get bath time. I don't, I know you don't like the water <laughs> on your hair and in your face, but Here's this little duck that's in your in your bath, and you know what? You should help give him a bath first. But see, see, the couple of shears. Huh? The one tree is beautiful. Those trees are beautiful. Say hello, eucalyptus trees. Hello, eucalyptus trees. <laughs> Let's go get some water to put on your hands, okay? When we had interviewed a few um, potential nannies, they were nice and seemed like they were comfortable around kids, which like not a lot of people are. Not a lot of people find themselves like, you know, find it easy to be around children. I think they don't know how to interact with them and it just makes them stiff and nervous. But, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't what we were looking for. I think what we were looking for was something intentional. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. What is that? What is that? You know what? There's a digger over there, Sophia. You see it? Will you see it? Can you see it? Should we go look a little closer? Look a little closer. Here it comes. And Carrie, you know, I, I vaguely remember that she took care of children, and I remember seeing her talk to Sophia a while ago before um, when she you know, when she was still being taken care of by somebody else and just remember seeing Carrie watch and observe Sophia very carefully. Like she was, you know, trying to, she was connecting with her and trying to see, you know, where is this girl at right now? What is she, what is she looking at? Why? And, um, and just sharing her reflections about what she saw in Sophia. And so I reached out to her a week and a half maybe before I had to start work again. It was like, I'm really, you know, I need somebody who can, basically I said, watch Sophia, you know, take care of Sophia. But what I was hoping for, and I think what, not even what I was hoping for, as she turned out to be better than what I was hoping for. Let's go see Morgan Valley. I'm not sure if they'll be here. They might be here, we will have to look, but they might not be here. Maybe we'll see them tomorrow, inshallah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think what I wanted was somebody to, you know, who could drive, who could take her to a playground, who could have conversation with her here and there. But, uh, you know, Carrie is it's like holding her hand on on this really incredible journey of like seeing the world through a two-year-old's eyes Baby, 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 Baby. 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 
and really connecting with it and connecting with the people that she meets. I sing songs sometimes just like made up songs just to like keep her attention with me or to draw her attention to like the next thing. Like, I don't know, I'm not really like a musician, but that kind of like singing like we're just kind of clopping along. That's like the sound of us walking, you know, because it fits. And, uh, you know, if I'm gonna... we're here now. Yes, we are here now. Here's the water. Here's the water there. Yeah, let's go sit on that bench over there. Do you want to sip of water? No, I don't. Let's go. Hey, Sophia, let's go finish our lunch and then we'll play. On and with the plants that she sees, and um, like Sophia has a friend at the BART station, you know, and was really excited to see this woman who works there every time they ride the BART, and this woman gives Sophia stickers, and, you know, like, she's she's of the city. Um, Carrie's really allowed her to be where she's from. Have you ever cared for a child's way where you go to a different place every day and you just kind of, it's, it's, it's an adventure? Not like this. I mean, I think that uh, having a car changes the whole world. You know, I think that uh, the things that you can do are just so much greater. And so this is like an exploratory adventure for me too. Like, I think that it's, a, honestly, like I think it's something that's been co-created between me and Asma. Um, I think that when I first started hanging out with Sophia, Asma had like a schedule for her, you know, and she had all kinds of little things planned, and I thought that was really, really cool. And you know, just that even as a you know 18 month old or 20 month old, I think um, she had a schedule. Like she went to soccer class, you know. I remember that specifically. And she had some like outdoor class that she went to, and um, um, I really liked outdoors and and. Um, I felt like, okay, like, we can run with this, you know, and as Sophia has gotten older, we've added different things. We've kept some of the same things, like going to Habitat or going to the library or stuff, stuff like that, um, but um, we've definitely been, like, the both of us, like, exploring the place we live, um, and it's not just the natural spaces, but also, like, the city, and I feel like, you know, at this point, like, Sophia and I co-create it, and, um, you know, she has, over time, gotten a little more used to, like, being in the outdoors, but she wasn't always so keen about it, and, um, I'm not really much of a city person, and so I've learned to love the city a little more because Sophia likes it, you know? Like, we, you know, she only recently started enjoying, like, going on hikes, you know? It used to be that when I try to take her down some forest path, she would like just not have any of it, you know? We'd have to turn around. There was no hiking or anything like that. And, you know, I mean, sometimes um, we'll just go like explore different places in the city and um, I don't know, just like go to little shops or like go get steamers in different places and kind of, I feel like now she and I kind of co-create what we do. Um, I mean, I guess I can say that I've, I've taken kids to the park before, mm. but it's usually the same park, and, you know, this is, this is cool. It's like every day, not only is every day a different adventure, but there's multiple adventures within the day, and so it's, 
it's cool. We're both kind of learning about the city and learning about the natural space at the same time. Say it again. Yeah, I'm you you ate the oranges? I want to go find a nice little place in the shade and we can sit down in and have some bites. And you ready? You know, I went back to medical school. Um, I was pregnant and, you know, I, I think it, I realized in a theoretical sense that the following year I'll be in residency and although the, the baby gets to be with me now while I'm on my rotations and with every patient interaction I'm carrying, I'm carrying her, um, but next year I'm going to be doing it alone and she's going to be doing something else and I don't know what that something else is. And I think that has been my source of anxiety about working and having children. I so desperately want to know, you know, what is it that you're feeling? What happened that day? All these hours went by in the day. Who spoke to you? Did you feel loved? Did you feel important? Or did you feel, you know... Or did you feel bad? I, I don't know. And it, maybe it's me just projecting a lot of like my sensitivities onto my own children. And I know a lot of women, it's really hard to talk about this because I know this is a contentious issue. I know there are people out there that feel that, um, you know, your, your child doesn't only need you and maybe that's self-centered and, and that you, um, you need to be something too for your child to be something and and that resonates with me as well but it, this this is just like at the heart of it this is this is what i felt was that i'm going to this to take care of this patient and what a privilege it is to know something that can help somebody else in that way but at the same time she will always need me more and maybe there is you know, there, there are plenty of other doctors out there, you know, that could be, that could be of assistance. That patient doesn't need me to see them as much as Sophia needed me to be with her. Yeah, when we're done, we can go on the playground. Okay, have a seat real quick. Let's get your sandwich. I'll get it out of your backpack. You can have a couple bites and then we can go play. You want to? And the mama will be here and she can watch you play. You know what I mean, Belly Bean? I'm playing now. I'm playing now, kick it. I'm going to get your lunch ready. I'm playing now. So this is like, she wants to go play and I want her to eat. I'm going to let her go and just keep an eye on her and try to make lunch like super enticing that she wants it and comes to it. If she doesn't really want to eat it, I'm not going to make her eat it because I don't want her to have like a... I don't want to fight with her about food. I want her to want to eat when she wants to eat and she'll eat when she's hungry. But I am a little concerned that she just had a ton of fruit sugar. She's gonna crash really hard if she doesn't like have something else. So I'm not gonna just like totally be like, all right, let's play. I'm gonna try to get her to eat something because it's better for her really. Are you up on the top? Are you spying me? Are you spying me? The thing that's facilitated our family in this journey of me being in residency and Imran studying at Zaytuna and both of us trying to build something for our family that's bigger than ourselves 
we've we've had friends watch her we've had a lovely auntie from pakistan watch her and now carrie carrie takes care of her and i really when carrie tells me about what they do together and she she nicely summarizes the day in a beautiful whatsapp voice memo that that like, takes out the mystery of like okay was she fine today oh it sounds like she was more than fine she actually learned to say bart station today she tried fennel that was growing you know on their on their walk um on, on the trail for the first time today and loved it she um fed a squirrel um on uc berkeley's campus there's just so many things that that sophia's experienced that i you know it actually might be that she'll know the world and experience the world better than if it was just me alongside her. And so all these phenomena that I wanted her to learn, she's learning. Alhamdulillah, she's, she's interfacing with Oakland and Berkeley more than I have. And she, I think, is so mature because of it. She doesn't even look like a two-year-old. She carries herself much older than that. Yeah, one thing that I feel like I'm, I'm learning with Sophia is that, you know, oftentimes we think like one-year-olds should be able to do this, two-year-olds should be do to, should be able to do this. Um, but just every child has different potentials, and, and, and it's just more fun to see what you can get out of them rather than trying to meet certain random. Yeah. arbitrary landmarks yeah yeah and i think what's cool about it is um you know more so than just like the numbers and the stats and stuff is just like watching how from week to week what she's able to do changes you know and how much influence i have over that you know mm. it's it's a big responsibility i mean i'm sure you feel it as a parent too you know but it's like she's kind of good at climbing because i like climbing and like maybe she would be better at swimming if I liked swimming, you know. <laughs> and I mean, it's a it's an interesting thing. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. With there's something that is exchanged between us. That's like bits of my personality are in her because of the way that I guide her, you know. And the way that she is like actually encourages me. Like I think about myself as an artist more and more now since I like know her, you know. I know a lot of women might not feel this way, but for me at least, and especially with my hours um, as a resident, I just felt really. Um, disconnected and you know I come home after a really long day of work and you know I'm exhausted so just put aside you know my need to like just stay balanced physically and emotionally but um, you know I just come home and all I want to do is see Sophia see feel her state like what what did you go through and just hold each other for a little bit and just reconnect and re recalibrate even though the day is ending, you know, the day doesn't end until we have this time. And and the fortunate thing about my first year of residency is I, I was able to make it home with enough time to have those moments of connection and just make up for all the times that we missed each other. Just like, okay, we're here now and, and we're together and that's all that matters. But then when I started um, my ophthalmology rotation and I was on call and a lot of our cases we had to see later in the day, um, after clinic ended and there would be days where I didn't 
make it home in time to be with Sophia before she went to sleep. And, you know, the next morning I knew I had to wake up before she woke up. And there's a chance that I don't get to see her that evening again. And just kind of going through the week barely connecting, that was hard. I just remember sitting in my car early on when that when I first started that rotation and just like I felt like there was no way out of this and I, I just was crying like really squeezing my steering wheel and just saying like no and just like repeatedly saying no 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 like this this can't be this can't be how how I have a child or how I um Like, this is not what I want for her. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. I didn't just have a child to leave her, you know? I feel like, um, you know, when Asma called me to ask if I would hang out with Sophia, I, you know, I just, I really felt for you guys and, like, where you were and, like, you know, what kind of Tesla I had put in front of you. And, like, I, I know that there's this challenge with, like, especially femininity and, like, like women, like, trying to have it all, quote-unquote, you know? And, like... It's really the demands. I mean, I'm I'm married with no children, and I feel it, you know. And it's like, it's just so much. And um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a really amazing, like, honor to be able to support your family like that. And like, I want you to be successful. I want you and your whole family to be successful. And you know, I think that Sophia and Omar too. Like, they're really lucky kids. And like, you know, Sophia is honestly, I feel like she's fulfilling a sunnah in that she like gets to like go hang out with this like caregiver who's like showing her like you know the outdoors and stuff in the way that like the Prophet you know went with um, his nurse to the to the to the wilderness you know what I mean or to the desert as a daughter of a working woman who really did amazing work in her field you know she really killed it she's she's I mean, I don't think I could ever be as successful and as brilliant and hardworking as she is. But, you know, I remember when she wouldn't be at home when we got home from school. And there's sort of like the a dullness to the house. You know, it's not, it's fine. You know, we'll eat and we'll do our homework. But when she comes home, it's just like everything brightens up. It's like, okay, like the light switch just turned on and now the room is just filled with like a little you know more happiness than there was and I don't know if I would have ever known that my mom brought that energy to us had she been there all the time and it just made the time that we were together really special um and not just kind of or just hanging out and not doing anything or not really talking or um that's of course my experience from when I was older so I, I can't say that that's you know, maybe a toddler just needs a mom to hang out and and just, you know, be around. Um, need to be her mom, and I always will be her mom. You know, that doesn't change whether I'm working or not. But what we learned, incidentally, because I couldn't be there all the time, that Sophia also needs other people too, um, to be more complete, to be more, to see more examples, to learn from to funnel in all these different people and experiences and um, in, funnel it down into herself and be um, a culmination of all that, all that good that's in other people that are, you know, that are taking care of her. Again, like it takes a village 
to raise a child and and when I leave the house and Carrie and Sophia are waving at me from the window you know I don't I don't cry or tear up anymore because I know that they're going to be doing something great and I get to do something great too I don't feel tethered, emotionally tethered to the home in a way that stops me from doing what I have to do. How has this been all day? Yeah? Okay. I mean, it's been a pretty chill day. Mama, how many of you have hot? Hot? You hear this? Is he wearing a hat, Oma? Oh, it's so cute, Oma. Oh, squishy butt. Squishy butt. Yeah, he has. He has one of those. You're right. As the day winds to close, we walk Asma, Baby, Sophia, Kiki, and myself up to the final destination, which is. A fountain halfway up Joaquin Miller Park uh, where there are some tadpoles that they discovered on a previous adventure. Really? We've only been here like three times, so um, see how it's like hot right now? It gets really cool. In the okay. I mean, I don't know. I guess I just thought that. Hey, tadpoles! We are tadpoles. I think we're gonna go find them. Their legs, their legs, their legs are. Their legs are on them. They're giving bed. Giving bed. Giving bed, Bella. They're giving a bed. They're getting big. Oh, we're gonna give them bread. The land we're walking on is the former home and artist retreat of Joaquin Miller, who envisioned the fountains that he built and the other structures as a way to inspire art and artists that, that came there for retreats. Let's keep our eyes open. Maybe we'll see another lizard. Or maybe we'll see another... There's a dragonfly. Do you see it? He's blue. Do you see it? He's blue. He's blue. He's blue. By this point, we are looking over the entire bay, and we can see San Francisco in the distance, and we're surrounded by greenery. Oakland is magical like that. This little round thing, we pretend it's a table. You want a kana? Um, I do want some kana. I really want to see the tadpoles. Let's go a little bit more, and then we'll, we'll, do some, we'll get down and we'll play a little bit, huh? Our final destination is this gigantic round fountain, which is actually empty. But in the middle of it, uh, there are these grates. And somehow they found out that you can move the grates. And under those grates are a whole Can universe back up, back up. of tadpoles. Take two duck scoots back, please. Thank you. One, two, one, two, three, four. Just How is that down? Wow. See? Is it going to get them bad? You can't sit down. This one has legs on it. Can it? Can sit down? Yeah, you can sit down. Oh, that one has legs on it. Can we try to get one? You want to try to scoop one? Yeah. That's what we said we were going to try to do, huh? You scoop one? Okay, one second. Let me try to scoop this one. Watch. Ready? One, two, three. Nope. Too slow, Joe. Um, fishing, that was good. Yeah. 
You want to play with the duckies? Well, you got to get your stick. Where's your stick? I think it's over here. Here's a stick. Oh, look, Baba got a stick for you. Say thanks, Baba. Thanks, Baba. Can you sit down, please? Wow. Wow, that's so cool. Look at it, stir stirring. You can see inside now. You see anything in there? Maybe there's some frogs in there? Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Oh. What does a tadpole turn into? Uh, uh, a purple. It turns into purple? Yeah. That would be amazing. It'd be purple. It'd be purple. A purple what? A purple and another one. Another one's purple? Yes. Hmm. You can go over to see it. Some frogs are purple. I don't know if any tadpoles are purple. So this is, I think, maybe an example of something that I really like to do in that. You know, I like kids to feel free to explore what is around them, but I'm also not shy to tell them what a thing is or maybe tell them what to do sometimes because like, I don't want them to just um, trial and error forever, you know? I do want them to try, you know? So like, I don't want her to go on thinking that a tadpole turns into purple, you know? Excuse me, Baba. You can lay on your belly. Nice. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So now she's kind of like doing this like superwoman style here, like <laughs> reaching into the water, but she's not at risk of falling in. And she doesn't have to have me hold her. Although her ankles are right here if I need to grab them. <laughs> so it's a good compromise, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I think that um, I try to walk the middle ground with kids, you know, in terms of like having boundaries, but giving them like freedom. And um, I think that's the best of both worlds because they know things that I don't know and I know things that they don't know. And, you know, um, as we get older, we forget like how amazing certain things are. And so just letting kids wonder is like a beautiful thing, not only for their minds, but it's a reminder for our hearts. And um, the same time there are real dangers that they you know or like really cool things that they might miss out on or things that they might misunderstand and so so what do you think well, you, you never really get to watch them in their element yeah seeing them in action the the thing that i see that i don't get from just like her voice memos on on whatsapp is sophia's energy and she's like and this is what i was hoping for and carrie's alhamdulillah a godsend Sophia, look, look, look right next to you. That's a frog. That's a froggy. It's a baby froggy. Oh my gosh, it's so tiny. It's like it's... How amazing. He's so little. He's like the size of my fingernail. Oh, where did he go? You want to hold him? Can I hold him now? Yes, you can. Oh, maybe. There he goes. He's making a break for it. Come, come. Tell him, say, come, little frog. Can put it in your hand? Here, let's go put him in the shade, and that'll be better for him, too. That's what tadpoles become little frogs like that. That's yeah. Right. Oh, he's purple. See, he's got little, he's got little legs. Oh, I see. She was right all along. Subhanallah. 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 She's a purple, and here's a there's a sign right here next to the pool and it has pictures of tadpoles and some have legs and stuff and the, the dye on it is like purple like the ink with the moisture turned purple 
<laughs> so she's right. Like the tadpole oh, becomes yeah, purple. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was trying to tell you, like kids. You're right. I'm sorry he, I doubted you. He wanted to touch with him. Mashallah. Mashallah. You know, every day things happen that you don't plan. That's the beauty of this. Is like Allah facilitates something new like every time, and you just can't plan that stuff. Live in it and appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Let's go sit in the shade right over here and I'll, I'll put him in your hand. Questions sometimes I don't always know like, how to say. No, mashallah, you. I mean, I'm I'm so happy Iman did this and like thought of this. This is like I feel like people just would not give it too much thought. You know, taking like raising a child. It's just, but you've done it with so much like thoughtfulness. Really, it's about noticing the little miracles, the little like Allah is putting things together, seeing how He's doing them, and just we miss that. Mm -hmm. we, we miss it all the time. Yeah. But I feel like every day you see, you're seeing this. Yeah. I mean, she inspires it too. I mean, honestly, like, you know, I I am in kind of a different world when I'm with her, you know? I feel like this is like, this is what I'm supposed to do, is like pay attention to these little milestones and these little things. And I mean, I've, I've told you all this before, but I don't know how many times, like, we've pulled up to a place and there's like no parking except for this one spot. You know what I mean? Like, like. I feel like it's part of like just her being around and um, you know I get caught up in the whirlwind of my life just like everybody else you know but um, it's something about I think just I don't know being with children being with Sophia I mean she's a little artist. How do you know that she's an artist? Because she's not drawing or like making music. Uh, you know <laughs> um, just like this you see we're walking backwards right now you know like, there's different ways to do things sometimes, just for the joy of it, you know? And um, I think she finds those things, and she seeks them out, you know? There's a lot of kids who are just kind of like, they just kind of go with the flow of like whatever the adult around them says to do. That's a mustard. That's a mustard. It's a little spicy. It's a little spicy. It's a little spicy. You can eat it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, I think one of the things I really appreciate about her is that she is active, she is dynamic, and um, I don't know, just um, she doesn't go with everything that I want, and she doesn't go against everything that I want. She really has like her own like compass, you know, and um, she can be persuaded, you know, but um, sometimes she can't be, and. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it except that she's No, just, you're not going back to the swings. She's very alive, you know. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to go to the You know what? Tomorrow we'll go to another playground. You can do some more swinging.